שירים מלחציים. As a Palestinian woman, uh, born to an Egyptian mother, that I lost under a year ago. I'll repeat this. Shireen Al-Khatib is a Palestinian woman, um, born to an Egyptian mother. Um, I lost my mother uh, recently, under a year ago. Uh, my mother was a, an extremely positive and strong woman that inspired me and my siblings. I was also inspired by my father's achievements. Uh, my father is a Palestinian refugee who left the refugee camp very early in his life and went off to Doha in the 50s when there was basically nothing in Doha. And then we came to Dubai when I was eight years old. So I'm the daughter of uh, a couple of very strong people who fought their way through life. And uh, I'm a very emotional person. And uh, it has been held against me throughout my career. But I never managed to do much about it. And I really didn't want to. Because I thought and felt that it was um, uh, directly related to my passion. Usually when I uh, love something, I do it passionately. So I wanted to be the emotional person that I am. Um, and uh, I'm a very hardworking uh, person. I uh, started working in 1985 and here we are in 2021 and I'm still working religiously and diligently. Um, and I moved up in my career without even realizing that I was scoring achievements. Uh, every five or seven years, I'd wake up one fine morning and uh, look back at where I started from and be impressed with myself for a couple of minutes and then move on again and work hard. Uh, I am the mother of an adopted son now and I love him to bits. And he's very cute. His name is Timmy. It's his nickname. He's Ethiopian. And he is the joy of my life now. What else can I tell you about myself? And as a leader, I'll tell you what I'm like as a leader. I'm mother hen. <laughs> so my team are like my family, and most of them are like my kids. Um, not that I am uh, emotional and loving and I spoil them and stuff. No, I'm caring and I'm also loving, but I'm extremely strict when it comes to work and accountability is very important for me and I uh, hold them responsible for what they need to deliver. Uh, but I am mother hen at the end of the day. Okay. Yeah. And why is that? Because you let your actions speak for, the, for what, what you have achieved. You, I don't believe that you should go around promoting yourself on social media or uh, bragging about your successes. And no, you let the actions make the noise. Okay. So that's why I'm relatively low profile. And does that theory come from being a woman? No, not at all. It's just my personality, I think. Although I'm a very outgoing person, but uh, I uh, feel and know there's no point in bragging. Let other people talk about your achievements and, you know, praise you. It just, for me, it just doesn't sound right praising oneself. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I fear I fear um, getting closer to arrogance without realizing it. Mm -hmm. So I try to, uh, yes, 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 yes.
yeah, my dream was to become a psychologist. I love it, and I can uh, I understand people very well, and I can read people well, and I thought that studying psychology would even help me more in that regard. But uh, something I so wanted to do, but I ended up studying business administration. I graduated from business, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So uh, in the beginning of my career, I think I took on five jobs, if I'm not mistaken, hopping from one job to the other. And really, they were jobs. They were not careers or chapters in my career. Yani, I was an accountant in an insurance company. That was my very, very first job. And then I taught in an elementary school. And then I sold advertising space in a magazine called Dubai Visitor. And then I worked for Philips as an advertising executive. And then I worked in an ad agency, um, JWT, uh, as an account handler. And following my job with the agency, I got headhunted by Altair Group mm -hmm. to manage the first ever Bulgari store in the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And that was my foray into retail. I entered the world of retail as a store manager. Um, and when, when I told you I hopped from one job to the other, I never found myself. I never enjoyed what I did. When I did advertising, I thought that we were selling words to people at a very expensive rate. Mm -hmm. But then when I moved on to Bulgari, still the product was expensive, but it was tangible. Mm -hmm. It was a piece of jewelry. Mm -hmm. And then came Armani, and then came Gucci, and then I built the portfolio of luxury brands for Altair Group between fashion and jewelry. And then towards the end of my uh, tenure with Altair, I was given also the home division to manage. And the turning point in my retail career was in 2006 with Altair, when I opened the largest uh, Harvey Nichols outside the UK, here in Dubai in Mall of the Emirates, followed by the first Bloomingdale's out of the US uh, in 2010 in Dubai Mall. Yeah. So um, my, uh, my longest uh, tenure was with Altair. It was um, just under 20 years. And that's what uh, shaped me as a retailer. How, how did you manage yeah, they were short stints, so a year, a year and a half, a couple of years. But the minute I realized this is not what I want to do, I resigned and moved on to the next opportunity. Yes, yes, there's no way I would do something I don't love doing. And uh, yeah, when I landed in retail, I realized, oh, wow, I enjoy this. And uh, it is because I... Uh, excelled at the customer service and I'm a very big advocate of great customer experience and uh, studying customer journeys and delivering the best service uh, so yeah I found myself there and uh, I felt that I was adding something to a market that I work in that was lacking customer mm -hmm. service you know I felt I was leaving a, f a fingerprint mm -hmm. uh, by what I was doing uh, when I was in luxury retail, uh, people used the stores that I managed as a reference in the industry, be it the brands from abroad, from Italy, from France, from the US, or customers locally or competition regionally. Uh, shopping malls were called shopping malls 30 or 40 or 50 years ago, but I think we're moving in a direction where over the coming 10 years, I don't think the name shopping mall would be relevant anymore because these physical spaces have to turn into uh, platforms where people meet, where people uh, pursue wellness, where they uh, 
go to get inspired, discover, get educated through cultural spaces, uh, through art exhibitions, uh, music performances, alongside shopping and food and beverage offers that would make them look at these platforms as places where they can dwell, meet people, meet friends, meet, take their family out, uh, do their shopping, but then do many other things uh, alongside. So I don't think the fashion industry pressurizes us into a certain direction. I think it's our choice at the end of the day. I've worked in fashion almost all of my life, and I never allowed a brand to victimize me. It's about my choice of what item and how big or small the logo is on it, and whether I look like a clown or not, or a Christmas tree or not, and whether the item suits me or not, or it, it's really our choice. It's really our choice. Uh, getting obsessed with fashion and today's generation on social media, at the end of the day, is their choice who they follow and what they follow and to what extent. And again, at the end of the day, what you wear is your choice. I don't think anyone can pressurize you into any direction. And if, if we're going to say this is the case per se, <laughs> the pressures could be coming from many other industries, not just the fashion industry. Yes, yes, absolutely. Fashion brands have a responsibility towards society. Uh, if we talk about sustainability, if we talk about convenience, Chanel makes sneakers today. 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you would never find a pair of sneakers in a store like Chanel and other similar brands. But uh, these brands had to evolve to see what are the consumers looking for. So sustainability, convenience, uh, uh, social responsibility in general. Uh, yes, these are areas that fashion brands have to pay attention to. And those brands who respect these areas stand out in the crowd. You can create great impact through concept stores. And that is the idea behind concept stores. Uh, if you uh, look at that concept store in Mall of the Emirates, uh, it is really a store that has taken things to the next level. But that is not the end of the game. Uh, that has to continue to evolve. But uh, that has managed to include under the same roof product for retail, food and beverage, and organic laundry, alteration services, footwear repair services, a gym and a low uh, intensity studio, fitness studio, uh, a barber shop, uh, grooming services for women, hair, nails, massage, etc., uh, an art space. Uh, music through the in-house DJ that we invite every weekend. So uh, it has uh, been able to meet the uh, I want to get inspired, I want to discover, I want to learn more sort of um, desires in today's consumer's mind. Mm -hmm. uh, the idea now is to anticipate needs in the future and be able to answer these to remain ahead of the game. So if you, you might think I'm not telling you the truth, but this is the truth. I have not had any major challenges along my journey. Um, I don't know if I was lucky or was it my performance that made me stand out and be protected because of my performance, that uh, I was the chicken that laid golden eggs, so no one come near her, no one stand in her way, let her progress 
and do more and deliver more. So really, I have not had major challenges as such. And uh, I never looked at myself as a female in the workplace. I looked at myself as an individual, a human being, Shireen. I happen to be a female, but never ever did I say, oh, this is happening because I'm a woman, or this is not happening because I'm a woman. And, uh, yeah. So you never allowed the narrative of the Ever. Never, ever. And, possibly and uh, yeah. That way, no, so probably. Probably, because I never, maybe I was bullied in certain instances, but I didn't even realize it, because I didn't want to think in that direction. But I never ever faced a challenge or a situation which is something that has stayed with me until today, nothing. Um, I did not fail in my career. I have failed in my personal life. I had two unsuccessful marriages that I don't regret. Uh, there was a learning at the end of the day. And uh, I got married the second time thinking the first one was an exception and let's give it another shot. But I don't think I am cut for marriage. I'm too independent and uh, too... I'm a conservative Palestinian woman, but at the same time very liberal in my thinking. And I don't think that worked well with Arab men. So it was a bit tough for me, and uh, because I don't pursue something I don't enjoy, I walked out of both marriages, yes. And then divorce followed, yes. My second marriage, I walked out of the marriage at age 50 after four and a half years of marriage, and I literally started from square one again, literally. I relocated to join my husband in his home country, and then I, when I walked out of the marriage, I returned to Dubai, where my family is based, meaning my mother and my siblings. And I returned to Dubai without a job. I had no car. I had no house. I had nothing, basically. And I started a business that I registered in the design district and stamped my visa on my passport in less than three weeks. It was a home accessories brand that I established with a, uh, an ex-colleague of mine who's a designer. And uh, we called it at the time Dar Mystique. But then we did not pursue it because uh, the design was her responsibility. I was the business person who was going to run the show. And then she had the issues. She could not continue and she pulled out. So we had to close down the business. And I pursued uh, full-time employment. I, and I was still hopeful that things will work out for me and I was banking on my reputation in the industry and it really worked well for me at the end of the day. Yes, my reputation secured my full-time employment. Yes. Okay, so uh, Timmy is the son, the real son of a lady who worked in my house for like at the time when she had Timmy, it was like 17 years or so. And then she had Timmy and wanted to keep him in Dubai and not send him back home. So I told her, I'm going to adopt him. And she lives with us. So she does all the dirty work of raising the kid, the feeding and the showering and stuff. And I look after him, spoiling him, shopping for him, uh, looking after his schooling and uh, what have you. So he is my adopted son and he calls me mommy too. And his mother is with us. So it's, a, it's an amazing arrangement. I don't think... Many people who have adopted kids have this kind of arrangement. Yes, it's very convenient.
Yes. He was very yes. And he is the joy of our house. Mashallah. Mm. I uh, usually get this feeling at home. home. Home for me is a very, very important and special space. And uh, it's my little sort of heaven, paradise, whatever. And this is where I really feel I have the peace of mind. I am myself. I am myself every day with almost everyone. There are very, uh, very, very few situations in life where I have to pretend 10% for the sake of the situation, but I'm usually myself. Uh, but home is where I feel totally relaxed, peace of mind, I do what I want. You know, I can wake up in the morning for half an hour and go back to sleep and nobody would tell me anything and yeah. And when, when is like, it, this started 15 years ago where I decided um, I want to do what I want to do. I want to befriend people that I want to befriend. I will not put myself in situations where people or the situation are imposed on me. Uh, life is too short. And uh, even though my job at a certain time forced me to hang around with people that I did not uh, sort of... Their lifestyle, their way of thinking did not impress me, but I had to socialize with them and they were part of the, the deal in my life. Uh, I would say 15 years back, I started to trim, trim the list of uh, social uh, uh, acquaintances slash friends. I wouldn't call them friends because friend for me is a very big word. Uh, and uh, yeah, I decided that I will only do what I want to do. I could be on a holiday with my family and they would all be going out for dinner and I would decide to stay back in the hotel. And I will stay back in the hotel because that's what I feel like doing. So, yeah. So you cleansed your space? Absolutely. Why? Uh, because I was uh, very stressed out all the time and I always felt under pressure, deadlines, deals to conclude, uh, uh, people to answer to. I felt my life wasn't mine and it got to a point where it was like I need to stop, take a deep breath and rethink everything and recalculate everything. Do you, have you ever suffered from any like, anxiety or depression? Yes. Uh, anxiety, yes. I, uh, I went through a period where I used to get palpitations and I was anxious all the time and this was uh, due to a work problem. There was a certain work-related situation where I was working in a company that went bust, not because of me or because of the nature of the business, but because of somebody involved with the business. And uh, uh, what worried me at the time was the responsibility I had towards the team in the office and the responsibility towards the brands we committed to. And it was a very tough uh, episode in my uh, career, but I overcame it. And uh, here I am in front of you today because it makes you sleep better at night. Being. Being truthful to yourself. You just put your head on the pillow and you fall asleep peacefully. Yes, yes. yes. But it's a challenge, Definitely. I mean, to get to that point in life, it's a journey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it takes a, a lot of um, sort of work and thinking and effort to get to that point. But uh, 
But when you cleanse yourself and you are a transparent, straightforward person, uh, you get to that point. Uh, women are very competitive and uh, jealousy easily kicks in. So uh, I would tell them, focus on what you're doing and along the journey, build each other. Don't cut each other down and uh, try to stay away from ugly and negative competitiveness. Yeah. And uh, to that effect, I'd like to mention something because many of my team members ask me about, and especially the junior team members who are in the beginning of their career. It's about competition and being competitive. And I'd like to say that I have always competed with myself and only with myself. I never looked around me to compete with others. And I continuously raised the bar for myself and wanted to outdo myself. Yes, and to me that's a, that's a secret of success. Because the minute you start looking around and you start competing with others, you lose focus. You lose focus on where you're going. Just be yourself, do what you love. And if there's something you don't like, don't do it and don't pursue it. Passion is key to your success. Compete with yourself, not with others. And remember to never think of yourself as a woman. Think of yourself as a human being, as an individual who has ambitions and who has goals in life and work towards achieving them. And remember to always exhale and speak louder.